Listen, if you ring somebody's doorbell to their home to fight them, you got balls. You got balls of steel. I'll tell you that. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Bobby's World Podcast. Um, I'm a little bit annoyed because I had to re-record this episode again because my brother was on it, but it sounded like he was, I don't know, going to the moon, you know, perhaps another another galaxy on a spaceship. I don't know what was going on. It sounds horrible. So I ordered him a mic. The same mic I have. And a couple of other people have suggested to me to try a different app and this and that. So I think I'm going to gonna try to do that because every time we speak over each other, the audio cuts out. Um, it doesn't sound as good as when it's just me, obviously. And then we both have a laptop that we don't use. So we're going to try to do like a Zoom with the little app thingy, my Bob. And I see how that goes. So at least this way, I can see when he's finished and, uh, you know, talking and vice versa. So we don't sound like just two idiots rambling on. It was a pretty good episode, but my God, it was unbearable to hear. Especially all the, the clicking and I don't know what he was doing, dude. And I don't think it was really him. I just think it was the, neighbor, the neighbors upstairs. So before we get into anything, I just wanted to explain something to you. My brother lives in Bumblefuck, New York. It's about an hour and a, and a half from New York City. So, and it's very quiet over there. He, he could do a podcast and there's nothing happening. There's no noise. Meanwhile, if I do a podcast, at any time, anything can happen because I don't have a studio. So, uh, the new neighbors, well, it's not the new neighbors. It's a one particular new neighbor. And they were a beautiful lesbian couple. Uh, you know, probably, well, they were not as, you know, you would say, um, what do you call them? Hair and makeup lesbians. They were uh, both butches, which is usually kind of strange. Usually, you know, there's one feminine, one masculine. But uh, both these women could probably beat up the Dudley boys uh, with ease. Um, so apparently they broke up and there's uh, another girlfriend living upstairs in the, uh, on the third floor. And let me tell you something during one of our PlayStation chats, we were talking, I thought that my man accidentally put on some porno and I'm like, bro, you watch porn where we're, where we're talking? He's like, that's not me, bro. That's the neighbor. I'm like, since when the neighbors make noise? And he was like, well, there's a new there's a new girlfriend upstairs. And they've been going at it for the past 10 days. And I'm like, damn, for real? So my brother started recording the sounds to show me how loud they were. I mean, listen, if I can hear moaning over a PlayStation headset, then they must be quite loud. Because I was like, whoa, bro. I mean, in, in, a, in a weird kind of way, it was kind of turning me on, you know? So I'm trying to imagine what they're doing to make this girl moan like, I, I don't know, bro. It, it was more exaggerated than any porn I've ever heard. It was absolutely uh, crazy. And my brother said they've been doing it for the past 10 days. So this was a few days ago. So f mm, 17 days straight. I mean, they're going in it to win it, bro. I mean, they're trying to... She's trying to get probably every moan out of her body that she can get. Because it's wild, bro. So not only did you hear 
like my brother was in a spaceship, you also heard some sexual pleasure noises. And I was like, no, we can't put this on the podcast because it sounds horrible. Talking about it is different, but hearing it, I mean, you know, I try not to curse as much either. I'm trying not to curse in my normal life. So I'm trying to also implement that into my podcast. But every now and then, you know, I say a curse word. But what are you going to do? That's just how I was raised. Um, so really to get back into the to the episode, which is probably not going to be as long or as in-depth because my brother had a lot of good points, which I guess I'll try to include here. But in, in reality, I really hate re-recording. And I don't like to repeat myself, even though I stutter, which is kind of ironic because, you know. So... Uh, video game wise, you know, let's start off the show with video game wise. And I wish I would stop saying, you know, I know I touched back on that a few episodes ago, but it's kind of annoying. Uh, so video game wise, I've been playing Diablo three with my stepfather, Danny, which should be no surprise to you if you heard the previous episode. But if you don't, or you're new, then welcome to my show. So Diablo three, we're going for the platinum. Um, I literally just leveled up his six other characters for that trophy. And all he has to do is level up my one character. And we'll each have six tro- uh, six characters at level 70. And then we have to do, I don't know, according to the uh, stats in the game, another 275 bounties for the 500 bounty trophy. And then it's all hardcore mode from there for the platinum. So really, we're not that... Not that far off. Uh, But the funny thing is I'm playing on like Torment 3 or Torment 4. So leveling up the characters takes about 20 minutes. Because there's so much extra experience. And you get so much extra money. Which all characters share. So it's pretty cool. I really like the Crusader. I'm playing as a Crusader. I named her Lagatha. Like, uh, you know, Ragnar's wife from, you know, both real life and the Vikings TV show. Uh, she's blonde. She's the, uh, the the Crusaders. Obviously, supposed to be like a holy character. She's a tank. You know, she believes in the word of God. But I have her looking like she's a heathen. Uh, you know, a Viking heathen worshiping. She kind of looks like a Valkyrie, to be honest, more than like a Crusader. So uh, she looks good. I'll tell you that. And then uh, my stepfather Danny is making the main his main character the barbarian, but he may switch. Once he plays as the Crusader, because the Crusader is, to my, in my opinion, next to the Wizard, top notch. Now we do have the DLC because we have the Eternal Collection, so it's possible we'll do the uh, Necromancer stuff, which shouldn't be that hard, really. Not 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 a big deal at all. But uh, yeah, we're having fun with that. Um, so leveling up the characters have been easy. I'm at like Paragon 175 or something, so. There's like a, an assist mode, an apprentice mode, where you have a low-level ca- character. You basically level up your paragon to be somewhat at a level of mine. And then eventually you'll catch up to me. So I'm kind of thinking that I may want to do another round with the Crusader. Only because I feel like I put in the paragon points in the wrong spots. Especially with my build. So I have a Fist of the Heavens. Uh, armor that makes me do 1000% more damage with that button and I regenerate uh, wrath like a mad person so for me I'm just R2 in the entire game which is fine you know no big deal I did the uh, Coney's cube I believe it's called so I have even more fist of the heavens power and more regeneration power and uh, you know so looking good on that front um, I probably played this game with Danny for, I would say, 60 hours now. We're having a good time. We're laughing. Uh, you know, it's almost like, uh, what you call it? Like I was a kid showing him a game, but now we're playing the game together. Uh, my brother's not playing this at all because he doesn't give a shit about Diablo. But I wish he would because it'd be easy platinum for him. Especially I'm doing all the work anyway, and I like playing it, so he should, he should take advantage. But yeah, whatever. No big deal there. The funny thing is, is that, so we've been 60 hours in, right? And in the, when you play multiplayer Diablo, the map moves from the right-hand corner to the bottom of the screen in the middle. 
Okay. Every time we go somewhere, now don't get me wrong, it's my fault too, because my character's a bit faster than his, so I kind of jump ahead, only because I'm trying to get those, those combo chains for more experience. So sometimes I can't wait for him to catch up. So sometimes I may make a left, make a right, make a straight, he might get a little bit lost. But on the map is a blue arrow of where I am. So for 60 hours, he's like, hey, where'd you go? I'm like, oh, I'm over here. Oh, where? Well, I can't really explain to you. We're in a dungeon. You know, I don't know. There's no cross street, bro. I can't say I'm on 235th Street in Johnson. I don't know where the hell I am. I'm somewhere over here. Look at the map. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. So he looks at the map, he finds me. Same thing happens again. Oh, where'd you go? I'm on the blue arrow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, 60 hours, the blue arrow is always me. I'm not sure when he's going to figure it out, but he probably won't, and that's okay. I still love him. He doesn't know where he's going on the map. And then when he finds me, he's like, oh, you beat everybody already? Yes, I did, sir. I beat everybody a long time ago, waiting for your slow ass. Now, it's much different when he plays with the main character. Like, obviously, we're going toe-to-toe now. He's with me. But when I'm trying to level up somebody, I, I got to go. I got to move. Especially when you're in a in a riff and you get that lightning. Psh, dude, I'm out. Okay? I'm running. I'm killing everybody. I'm getting that bonus for, for both of us, really. So that's that on the uh, on Diablo. All we have to do is hardcore mode after this. And boom. There goes that. Streets of Rage 4. I've been doing pretty good with the hard uh, S rankings. I have about four. For the first four levels with S ranking, I was using uh, Streets of Rage 3 Axel because he could run. But I really, really, I really think that Shiva is the way to go. So when I'm playing with Shiva, I put on the retro style look, the CTR with the scan lines and the retro music. And I feel like I'm playing an upgraded version of an actual sequel, you know, release in the 90s. As far as as opposed to like 2020, Street Fighter Rage 4, it's awesome. I'm actually kicking ass. I realized if you just take your time and get decent 50 hit combos and not go crazy and be stupid, you'll get enough points to get the bonus for the S ranking. So if you feel you're gonna get hit or you feel you you're taking a chance, either use your special. Or just move and get out of the way and, and, and uh, you know, reset yourself up for more combos. So that seems to be working for me through everybody. Out of all the characters, I hate Floyd. I think he sucks. Even though you can combo glitch his, uh, his character. So if you're playing with friends, especially in arcade mode, and you want to use a little bit of a cheat. If you just do your two-punch combo... And after your second hit, just wait a little bit, punch again twice. Wait a little bit, punch again twice. Wait a little bit, and then you'll get the character stuck in an infinite mode of uh, glitch where they can not either fall, move, or jump. So they're stuck there. So if you time it right, every boss can be cheesed this way. So if you're having a little bit of a trouble and you got a friend, whether at home or... You know, online or whatever. That's that's the good way to uh, to do that. You could try that. It's pretty cool. I found that out. Uh, Blaze is the best character in the game, as she always was. She's just hard to use. You gotta be a little bit more skillful. I've always liked Streets of Rage Three Axel, despite the American version being a piece of shit. I played the Japanese version because emulation, and I also played it from the Genesis collection. Uh, so playing that really helped me out with this game, but Adam is phenomenal, bro. You can't go wrong with Adam. You can't go wrong with Shiva. Cherry is good for combos, but damn, she sucks. Like, takes twice as long to hurt anybody. So in reality, it's probably not a good idea to use her for hard. Uh, so I wouldn't do that. I'm using Street of Rage 3 Adam, Street of Rage 3 Shiva, and Blaze. Any Blaze. I'll rock the house with. I mean, she's she's amazing. She's underrated for sure. I got my boy Pooty helping me. Or I'm helping him. We're helping each other for some S rankings too. Because he's going for the platinum. So I figured, well, why not tag team up and take these bitches out? So that's that's fun. 
Playing with two players is fun. I like playing with my brother. We have a good time. But playing with Pootie, bro, this guy. Whoa, talk about fucking combo master. This guy's comboing the shit everybody. So he's hyper aggressive. He he don't care about using his uh his triangle button. And he don't care about using his special. So when he's going in, I let him rock out and I try to be safe. Either I'll I'll run away, I'll get a couple jabs, kill my own character, I'll watch his back. Uh so getting an S ranking with him is gonna be extremely easy. Especially if he keeps doing what he's doing. I mean he's tearing he's tearing up the streets with Adam. So that's excellent. Um, Eva is still with Animal Crossing. I think she has about 115 hours in the game. Or maybe 120, last time I checked. And since she's been at work, it's been I've been really bored. I've been talking to the cats. I feel like if you ever watch Narcos with Pablo Escobar, I feel like him. Because sometimes... The funny thing is, as much time as I have now, I just can't sit down and play video games all day. Even though that's what I want to do. I can't. You know, I, I clean the house, which I do normally, but now I clean the house every day. Which is annoying to the cats, but I don't give a shit. It, it, it soothes me, you know? It makes me feel good. I've been cooking new meals now, thanks to my skillet. That my, my boo, Christina, got me. Well, got me and Eva for a gift. For her little babies. Um... So that's that's I really appreciate that. I miss them a lot. I miss her and John, her husband John, who's really my girlfriend's friend since high school. Uh, you know, I miss Neloy, who's also my girlfriend's friend since high school, and his wife Selena, and they're two babies. So, not to jump stores, but I'm gonna jump anyway. When we used to hang out, you know, before this Corona, we would do teams. So they were, you know, back in the day. And listen, they might get mad at me. I'm, I'm making fun of them, but not really. I think it's cool. They, the three of them, were called Team Two Extreme. Team Two Extreme. How '90s was that? Okay. Uh so they kind of rekindled that when we were doing game night at each other's houses. You know, whether it's Bind, Deloys, or Johns, it don't matter. We do game night. They, they automatically boom. Team Two Extreme. Well, you know what? Me and Christina and Selena. Our team, lovers and friends. So, <laughs> hop off that, boy. So, uh, I don't even remember what I was talking about. Because my mind is just going 100 miles an hour over here. I don't know how I winded up talking about them. But, oh, I remember now. Because of the skillet. She got me a skillet. So, I've been, I've been making lots of meals in this cast iron skillet. And uh, they're amazing. This is like the easiest thing to, to, to cook. Everything comes out perfect. She gave me some recipes. I found some recipes. So I've been making more meals like that since it's been gone because I'm bored out of my mind. Um, what's go a good thing is that at lunchtime, uh, well, in, a, in, in, a, in a New York lunchtime, right? The My boys over at Unofficial Controller Podcast are doing a live stream of Minecraft. He's still going. The chat gets very, very strange with very weird people. But basically it's just the entire crew of friends chatting with George while he's doing crazy shit in Minecraft. Again, this is a game that I don't think I would ever spend a second on. But because he's playing it, I'm watching, I support when I can. But it became more than support, it became entertainment, bro. Like, I'm looking forward today to having my turkey sandwich and listening to him talk about whatever's going on in Minecraft. And I'm soothed as fuck. Okay? He has a very soothing voice. This is a man that can sell sand to Iran if you just heard him speak about it. You want to buy some sand even though you already have it. That's how his voice is soothing. The chat gets crazy. I'll tell you that, but it's hilarious. You got a lot of weirdos on YouTube, bro. A lot of strange people using YouTube. But again, you have a lot of weird people using the internet. So YouTube's what's the difference? You know? Um so since Eva's been gone, I've been bored doing that, talking to myself really, haven't answered myself back yet, so that's good. 
I've been doing some calisthenics. Uh, once she leaves the house at 6.30, I go for a nice long walk or, or, or a jog with my spacesuit on. I sweat like an animal, trying to lose some weight, trying to keep in shape. I got resistance bands. So I've been doing that. Uh, and then I've been actually playing Animal Crossing with her character. Because turnip prices. So turnip prices are just like Wall Street. It's like you're investing in something. And when the price goes up, you got to sell. Because you want to get the most for your bang. But you only have a week to do this. So there's there's morning prices and evening prices. So she bought the turnips this week for $105. So far, it was 78 and 81 That's not good enough for me, bro. So I got to wait. Funny thing is, my boy Steve from Long Island, he's an Islander fan. I mean, I, I like him. Despite the fact that he's an Islander fan, I think he's a cool, a cool guy. He opened up his island uh, because his turn of prices were seven, were four hundred and seventy three dollars last week, and I was like, "Damn, let me hop over there." So I went over there. Eva texted me, "Hey, go to Steve's island. He has turn of prices." Okay, no problem. I go. I had to wait about five minutes to get onto the server because apparently the entire world was on his island. I got to his island, I went to the Nook's Cranny store, and there was a line. There was an actual line wrapped around his Nook's Cranny store to sell turnips. And the funny thing is, you're waiting in line, the person sells their turnips, they leave the store, the next one goes. But then you have to wait for the person to leave the island... To continue anything because the game stops. The game tells you, hey, stop talking and let this guy go. So I, I had to literally, literally wait real 25 minutes to sell turnips in a video game waiting in line. I waited in line longer in, in Nook's Cranny than I waited actual shopping in Key Food. I mean, that was fucking mind-blowing. It took me an additional eight minutes just to get home. Because there was a line for the airport. So that shit is wild. It's unbelievable. Animal Crossing is a, is, is an unbelievable beast of a, of a game. So she has a 5 star rating in her island. And I think she's just 10,000 points from that last platinum trophy they give you from the uh, Happy Home Academy for her house. So that's crazy. She still visits uh, Kelly. From Precisely Podcast, which is basically her really her only friend besides Steve. So that's good. No one else has this game that I have that I know. So going to random islands not an option. She's only doing that. So she goes to Steve's island. She goes to Kelly's island. That's it. And then the fake islands that you know generate you know mystery islands. But she's been killing that game. Um, I really can't talk shit. Because she put in, I said, no, I'm sorry, I wrote it down funny. She put in 150 hours at Animal Crossing. But that's okay, no one's saying it's bad, it's Corona, she's home. Okay, no big deal. I can't talk shit. Because many, many moons ago, when Skyrim came out, I put 375 hours in that platinum. So, and I had a full-time job. So I was just playing this game like a mad person. So she really, all those hours in, considering you can't go nowhere, it's not so bad. Because if this if this happened when Skyrim came out, I probably would have put a thousand easy. A thousand easy. So whatever. And then uh, this is a new game that I played, I had. It's called The Town of Light. Made by an Italian company. And it's about a girl who is dealing with or lost in is- uh, with issues in an insane asylum. Now, I saw the trailer. A few people recommended it to me. It's a horror game, psychological horror. Okay, no big deal. First person. So it's like a you know, walking sim horror game. Much like Layers of Fear or Slender Man type game. 
Um, first of all, it's it's really not a horror, as in, uh, you know, Resident Evil Seven or you know Silent Hill. It's really not not that kind of horror at all. It's very psychological horror, and it's really horrific in its content because it's based on true story. But so is so is every horror game. It does have to scare you. But as I'm playing this game, I'm like, no, no, no. They really use probably real stories about insane asylums back in 1938 uh, to 1944, and probably you know so far and so on. Um. So the the content matter is very adult. This is not a, a child game at all. It kind of shook me a little bit, and I, I'm not saying I'm a hard man. I I don't cry a lot or I get emotional, but damn, this game really, woo. Some of the stuff they showed was kind of, and it wasn't graphic in a way like oh my god, but they showed enough where you don't really need an imagination to know what happened. If you know what I'm saying. You know, there was there was a little bit of rapey rapey, which was horrible. There was crazy uh, experiments they did back in the day to these people with mental health issues. Um, and I can't really give too much of the game away because was it a good game as far as like gameplay? Oh my God. No. If you're just a regular gamer who likes to play games for fun and do whatever, this is not a game for you. Right? But I feel like if you're a hardcore gamer and you want to do something different than the norm and check out a story, I think it's worth it. You know, graphically, it's whatever. It's the story that gets you. So for me, I did enjoy it as of the story aspect of it. But the gameplay... Was kind of just walking sim. But so was Layers of Fear. If I can compare the two. Or maybe Amnesia. Uh, there's a few different endings. But they're not hard to do. If you follow a guide. It's probably even easier. But I went blind. To follow the story. And it was kind of. Uh, kind of wild. So I basically. What I think they're trying to tell you. Is like. You know. If you're having issues. Mental health issues. And you talk to somebody. Uh, do it. You know. Uh, don't don't think of like, you know, that you can't talk to somebody or you can't get help or you're doing the typical Hollywood, oh, crazy people, crazy asylum. I think that's what the game's trying to tell you. Like, it's not like that anymore. If it was, and I'm sure it was. It's not the tip, it's not the old school way of medicine. It's 2020. Things are much different. So I think the game was trying to tell you, like, if you need it, seek it. And don't worry about what Hollywood has projected into our minds about what, a, what an insane asylum is. So it was, it was kind of a deep, kind of a deep game. So, you know, like I said, I recommend it if you're a hardcore gamer and you want to try something different. But it's not for the casual person, bro. This is, it was pretty deep in, 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 in the context. Uh, so that's pretty much all of the the gaming that I've been doing. So I've been bullshitting now for 28 minutes about gaming. Uh, Scott would have jumped in a few times. He probably would have said some of the things that he's doing. So I know he's playing X-Men Legends 1 and 2. I know he's playing Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2 because he just got them from eBay. Seven bucks each. Talk about a steal? I think so. Now, he helped me with the uh, Ultimate Alliance 2 Platinum many, many moons ago. So now he's going for it himself. It sucks I can't play them online because servers are closed. But it is what it is. I actually did buy Ultimate Alliance 3. So if he comes over to visit, we can do that. Because Eva doesn't give a rat's ass about that game. She doesn't like the Dungeon Crawler aspect games at all. Even though she helped me get the Platinum and Dead Nation. Go figure. Um, and then I know he was watching The Last Dance, Michael Jordan. So I know it's all aired. So I think me and Eva might just watch it like a Netflix show and just, boom, kill it. In a, maybe two days, three days, whatever. And then, if you don't know, 
which I don't want to really waste any more minutes or time on this Canadian man who has the second biggest podcast in North America. It's the biggest podcast in Canada, that's for sure. The uh, GOGP underscore classic, a.k.a. Ghost, a.k.a. the Canadian legend. We've been going back and forth for a little bit. Um, if you're not paying attention to the uh, the the podcast, we've been having a little bit of a a little bit of a war. Nothing crazy, but you know, back and forth drama here and there. But um, you know, I figured, you know what? Let me do something nice. Let me let me uh, let me try to reach the olive branch to, to this man, to this Canadian man. And I have a website, which I barely use, which I should start using, considering I just paid for the renewal of my website fee for the next three years, which is only 30 bucks. I mean, it's $10 a year, so really not a big deal. So I don't have to worry about this till 2023, which is fine. Um, but I should use it more. I have a few articles up there. The first episode of my book that I keep talking about that just seems to be in limbo, in editing limbo, even though I have a a, a guy editing it for me, a nice guy, much nicer than the GOGP, that's for sure. Um, he's helped me edit it. He's helped me putting it in, uh, you know, what's that word when you, uh, oh, helping me, you know, grammar. He's helping me with the spelling. Basically, he's doing what, you know, I should have learned in third grade. You know, as, as a 37-year-old man, uh, third grade was the probably the hardest grade I've ever completed, to be honest. Everything else after third grade was a breeze, but third grade, bro, that shit really stuck with me. Funny thing about third grade is, a couple years ago, my, my little sister, Katie, right, she found a old t- uh, spelling test that my mom had in a file of all all the kids shit in there. It's not organized. It's just a big ass fucking box with all types of shit that we did as kids and my mom kept all these years, including Scott and Katie's and me and Chrissy's. So all, all, all four kids. She found a spelling test I did from third grade and she asked me to spell a word that I got wrong in the third grade and I still spelled it wrong at 37. So, you know, that's why I write. Writing the book is easy. As I'm talking to you right now is how I think the book flows. Unfortunately, I can't spell half the words I'm, t- I'm telling you. It was just horrible. Now, I did a test, and I, I can read at a 12th grade level, so that's good. I never went to college, but I did graduate 12th grade, so that's good. I do like reading. And if I read a lot of books, actually, surprisingly, and I don't have any issues with them. I read them, I get them, you know? Me writing something down and using a comma and a semicolon and all the other, you know, jazz. <laughs> Good luck, bro. Good luck. So, um, what was the point of the story? You see why sometimes I need somebody? My God. And my memory shot. My memory is just, it's just gone. So, oh yeah, the GOGP. That's right. So I figured I would use my website to help him do something. What I think is pretty cool. He made a random game generator. Well, I should say rather a random NES generator. So he actually used software to create this generator that randomly generates an NES game. So if you have the NES library or several games in it and you're not sure what to play today, well, you use that. So you go to my website at thechroniclesofagamer.com. There's a little tab that says random NES. You click it. And then he made a girl who I don't remember her name, but I call her Big Tits Mickey. And she's in a red dress. And she walks over to a table with a hat. And then you push the down arrow key. She puts her hand in the hat. You push the up arrow key. She pops up the card. Boom. There's your game. I mean, it's really simple. 
Took him a long time. But I think it's pretty dope. So he's been posting random NES games uh, from this generator that he has. Because he has quite a collection over there in, in, uh, in Canada. Which I hear is still snowing in some places. And it's, it's damn near near the end of April. I mean, May. Dang, where the hell am I? <laughs> I'm lost too. So I figured, you know what, bro? I'll give you a week break. The Craig, the, the the challenge with your little silent partner Craig is still on. Who I'm trying to been, you know, calling on the phone. He doesn't answer me. So I can't talk to him really. I can only text him, which is annoying. But the the uh, Streets of Rage Four challenge is still on. So that's that. Um. Yeah, so log on to the website, check out his little thing. Let's see if he doesn't be a dick next episode to me. I figured it's my turn to be nice. I'm trying to be a nicer person, so there you go. I think I won another round, buddy. Um, You know, so that's pretty much all the gaming world and everything. I saw the movie Capone with my girlfriend. Okay. I was a little, well, I was, I was disappointed. I was really disappointed because I love Tom Hardy. That guy can do anything. Let's face it. He could do anything. He's a great actor. So he's playing Capone. I saw some of the screenshots or the film stills, whatever you want to call them. And he looked good. I'm like, cool. It's going to be Capone. He's going to shoot shit up. It's going to be a good mobster movie. Uh, it's none of that. And without spoiling it, it's hard to really say what it is. But I'm just going to kind of say it in a way where it's up to you. Okay? Um, Capone was in prison for 10 years for tax evasion. And then his health was declining. So they let him go uh, back to his home in Florida, his mansion in Florida, for the last year of his life. Considering that his illness is terminal. He's going to die. So why die in jail? They gave him a compassionate release. It's basically the last few weeks of this man's life in his house in Florida. His mansion in Florida. And then it gets very artsy as depicting what's going on. So it's not a mob movie at all. And I have to say, it really could have been any person uh, in their last weeks of their life dealing with what he was dealing with. That it didn't have to even be Capone. It could have been, uh, I don't know, Harry or John or, you know, Marlon. What does it matter? It could have been anybody. It could have been Betty. It could have been Rachel. Who cares? At the point where he was in his life at that time, he wasn't even really Capone. He was just a shadow of himself. So I was upset with the movie. I thought he was good, but also not good. So for me, this is one of my least favorite Tom Hardy movies. And I, I did not enjoy the movie at all. So heads up there. And it's funny, I mentioned that because the, the main topic was Mafia. Now Mafia is already out. Because this was supposed to be released a couple days ago, but I had to redo it. So Mafia is out. Their remaster of Mafia, the trilogy, came out of left field. I was absolutely in shock when I heard about it. Um, I love the Mafia series. It was actually my brother Scott who got me into the Mafia games. Because my, my brother loves all things Mafia. And so do I. But I just, for some reason, at the time of the Mafia 2, even 1 release, I was playing horror games. And I was playing everything else besides Mafia. So I really only played Mafia, I don't know, I would say maybe four or five years ago. I played Mafia 2 first and I loved it. I absolutely loved the game so much. I'm like, damn, what a good, what a hidden gem on the PS3, bro. I think it's on Xbox 362. I don't really know for sure. But I know for sure it's on the PS3. And what an awesome game. I mean, I had a ball playing it. I really did have a good time. And then I liked that game so much, I said, you know what? Let me buy... Mafia. So I bought Mafia. Now, for a PS2 game, it's very rough to play, especially for a more modern gamer. The controls and the camera angle and everything, it's it's not easy. 
So you had to have probably been playing games in that era to really understand how to play it correctly or even enjoy it. But I did. I thought it was amazing. Mafia 3 came out, and I was hyped for that. And I played it. The storyline is good. It's a it's a vengeance story. You know, whatever. The gameplay, though, apparently. I mean, they, no, not apparently. The gameplay is pretty shit. I had lots of glitches in the game. Not as much as other people had. Or my brother had a lot of glitches. More, Which is just strange. Like, it's the same game. We're playing on the same platform. And we're having totally different glitches. So it's odd. But also strange. Um... But I, I did enjoy it for what it was. I just thought it could have been a lot better. And I probably won't ever play it again. And I thought that's it for the Mafia. Apparently it didn't do good. So Mafia 4 is up in the air. Yada yada. I don't know what's going on. All of a sudden, my brother sent me a link. Mafia 3 Trilogy Remaster. I'm like, what? So Mafia 2 is out. It got the... Uh, you know, upgraded graphics, nothing uh, smoother textures, stuff like that. Nothing like Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3. Hold on, I need some coffee. Hold on. Sorry. This coffee is... I mean, this coffee is kind of shit. My girlfriend got some Cuban coffee. And uh, I'm not a fan. So, I mean, I'm drinking it. I'm not going to waste the money. But I, I'm going to drink probably two cups a day to get rid of it. I'll tell you that. It's just not good. Uh, moving on. Um, so that's that. But Mafia 1 is absolutely remade. Much like Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3. From the ground up. And bro, it looks fucking spectacular. Like, it looks really good. Like I really cannot wait for this to come out. But it comes out. August 28th. So, what kind of remastered trilogy is being released on different dates? Mafia 2's out. Mafia 1's released in August. And according to my brother, who's been doing research on it, that they patched Mafia 3 heavily. So, the game is much easier to play and basically glitch-free. So I would love to pop that bad boy in and try it for myself because I did like it. I just thought the glitches, gameplay, and the open world kind of ruined the experience. Because in most open world games, you can go anywhere. But this particular Mafia 3, let's say you go to this little neighborhood and you do this building because it has enemies in it. You clear it out. Well, during the storyline... You have to go back to that building even though you already cleared it out. So it's kind of annoying. It's not like Spider-Man where I did this in this neighborhood. Oh, someone says, hey, the neighborhood's messed up. You could you say, oh, I already did that already. Boom, like The Witcher. Oh, I already did that for you. Without knowing you even did it in the mission. So re redoing that again was annoying. So now apparently they repatched it or they put a patch in it to rework the gameplay, I think it's worth it. I think it's really worth it. Now, to try. I would try it myself. Next podcast, let you, let, let you guys know if it is worth playing again. Only if they fixed it. Because to me, having a game that's full of glitches is not fun to play. So it's kind of a taint in the uh, the franchise. But damn. you know, I, I'm hoping that they release it in a disc, a physical copy. With all three games in one. That would be amazing. Or give you a special disc where you have two games in it. Or three discs with all three games in it. I, I don't know. To me, I'm excited for it. I, I believe it's 30 bucks for Mafia 2. Is it worth 30 bucks? I think so. I think so for sure. Uh, if, you want, if you're not sure, maybe wait for a sale. But I'm telling you right now, I, I recommend it. If you haven't played it, I recommend it. If you play it again... Or if you had played it, maybe I would wait for uh, a sale. I, I don't know. I, I don't like buying games twice. To me, it's kind of uh, annoying. So that was pretty much the news on what we spoke about. We went back and forth on that. Talked about it. So I appreciate you, Scott, for getting me into the franchise because I liked it. I know he's hyped for it. He probably already bought it. 
So he's probably playing it right now, which is awesome. And that's really all I had written down back and forth with this and that. Um, so I did incorporate a story, which I think I'm just going to tell you flat out. So this, if this podcast sounds a little bit different, it's because I'm a little annoyed doing it over. So I apologize. But I want to get it out there. I know, I know I want to get it out there. Now, my boy Sean has been hitting me up since the podcast started about our fight with Vinny. We had a big fight with a kid named Vinny. And I'm like, yeah, I'll tell, I'll tell. But I'm like, how am I going to tell it? Whatever. So, you know, it's kind of perfect because I just watched Capone. Mafia's out. Remastered. One, two, three. All coming out. Two's out now. And it's Italian. They're mobs. So Vinny's Italian. So I I guess it kind of fits. It kind of fits in here. Now, back in the day, middle school years, me and Sean, they used to call us Lethal Weapon. They called us that for two reasons. One, we were a tag team in our fictional universe of wrestling when we were in the 7th and 8th grade. Uh, two, because I was white and he's black. So, Lethal Weapon. Put that together. Makes sense. Uh, that was the only reason they called us Lethal Weapon. We didn't even have a tag team name, but they, they gave us that nickname. So, that was, that was our nickname. We, and we rolled with it, bro. We rolled with it. We, uh, we totally rocked out. Um, the matches, I would say, that we did in school, we fought between classes. And we fought before school. And... We used to have just, uh, during the end of the day, put a bunch of names in a hat, and then pick them out, and then boom. Okay, tomorrow, we're going to do this, boom, boom. They were quick matches. No one really got hurt. We just played for fun, and it was a good time. People thought it was real, because that's how good we were. People thought we were really fighting. Like, it was absolutely insane. The moves we would do, and nobody got hurt, and it was amazing. And then, one day... In school, I'll never forget this, bro. It was a Friday after school. What well, was it after school? It was during school. Uh, one of these bully kids named Vinny, he was a big boy, all right? I'm only, well, I'm 5'7", 225 right now. So, you know, I guess you could say I'm fat. Still got a little bit of a belly, but it's going down. But I would say in that time, 7th, 8th grade, Damn, I was probably like 125, 5'7". It's basically like I, I, I ate my younger self to gain this extra weight. But I was very skinny. I had no muscle at all. I had muscle now in my upper body, just not my belly. I'll tell you that. But Sean was also probably 125, but more athletic. He played basketball. He was a runner. So we both were athletic, but he bet he had the athletic body. Like You know what I'm saying, if that makes sense? And this kid, Vinny, was a bully, always starting shit with everybody. He had a couple of fucking goon friends and whatever. Always starting shit. Everyone's always, you know, having an issue with this kid. And I had two main rivals. Okay? One kid's name was Ian, who was just a dick, a bully. And one of them was... I can't remember his name right now. I think his name was Lewis or some shit. Another fucking dick bully, you know? And I didn't really like bullies at all because growing up, my friend Adam was deaf. He had a hearing aid. So he sound, um, you know, when he spoke, he had the distinct voice a deaf person would have because you can't hear yourself. So you go, hey, mommy, it's Adam. And if you notice, all people with a hearing aid kind of sound that way. And instantly what I know in the street, even now, when someone's talking to me, I know that they have a hearing issue, a hearing issue before I see the hearing aid. Bro, it's 2020. Hearing aids are small. They go in your ear. You don't even know. But you still kind of have that distinct voice. Now, back then, Adam had the hearing aid. First, he had the hearing aid with the, with the wire and a little battery pack. Then he had a bigger one that goes over your ear. You know, it's the 90s. I mean, technology wasn't tiny. I'll tell you that. So, he used to pick on Adam and, you know, call him fucking deaf boy and try to smack his hearing aid out. And I never liked that shit growing up, dude. So, every time I, one of my friends got picked on, I jumped in. Whether I lost or not, I jumped in. I don't, I don't give a shit. You're not, you're not doing that here, bro. Okay? 
Was I the toughest kid in the school? No. Was I scared to fight you? No. And if I lost, I lost. But I'm making sure I'm going to try to hit you. you. Like, you're not going to just freely walk around being a dick to everybody in school, bro. That wasn't going to happen. So, now to this day, it's a mystery. I don't even know. Me and Sean were talking about this. I don't even know. But for some reason, he beat the shit out of my best friend, Adam. Uh, Alex. Right? Call him a fucking dirty Mexican and a, and, and, a, and a beaner and this, that. And I'm like, first of all, he's not Mexican. Okay? He's not a beaner, dude. Okay? You maybe call him a platano because he's Dominican. But don't call him a Mexican. He's not Mexican, bro. He's a Hispanic man. Now, the best way I can describe Alex is if you've ever seen the cartoon Popeye. But not Popeye. His wife, Olive Oil. So if you can imagine olive oil, but as a Dominican man, then that's Alex. So Vinny looked like Bruno compared to Olive. Basically, it was Bruno beating up olive oil, and there's no Popeye. That's really what happened here. And all my friends hated this guy, but we're all scared of him. All scared of him. And I'm like, you know what, dude? I had about enough of this. I'm going to beat the shit out of this kid. And all my friends stood silent. The only one who said I'll help you was Sean. Now this kid was a legend. Because to stand up to a bully takes balls. But to get somebody's back regardless of the issue. And it's not even your fight. Like me and Sean were friends. But we weren't best friends. Like me and Alex were. Or me and Adam. But we were friends. We hung out. We did shit. But was he my best, best friend? No, he had his own crew. He had his own clique. But I was part of it. We were all hanging out together. So I was like, I got you. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go do this. I'm like, okay. Let's go. Let's go kick his let's go kick his ass, bro. I had enough. As I go to meet Vinny, he has about, I don't know, six of his friends. And it's just me and Sean, right? But Sean don't give a shit, clearly. Because Sean's ready to throw down. Sean is ready to throw down. And I'm like, yo, bro, what are you beating up my friend Alpha? What'd he do to you? And he's, you know, Mexican, this, that. That's why I told him he's Dominican. You know, I even though it was kind of serious, I kind of try to turn it to like a lighthearted to make them, make them laugh, not get so crazy. Maybe throw them off their game a little bit. None, none, none of that shit worked. Because as I was talking, his friends tried to jump us. Like I said before, we had fake wrestling. But it's not fake no more. This is my first jumping. I never got jumped before, but I got jumped now. And uh, I'll tell you what, a kick in the rib in wrestling is cool. A kick in the rib in real life, well, that shit hurts. Uh, you know, it wasn't my it was my first time getting jumped, but it wasn't the last time. And it's still possible to get jumped in the future. But getting jumped sucks. So if you haven't got jumped, bless you. If you, if you did, then you know what I'm talking about. Now, I'm trying to fight the best I can. I'm trying to do everything I can do to get out of it, whatever. A bunch of kids are circling us. You know, fight, fight. Typical fight, fight, whatever. No big deal. Um, Sean apparently channeled his inner Bruce Lee and just starts wailing on some of these kids. He's hitting two kids, three kids. So I'm trying to copy what he's doing the best I can. And then all of a sudden, I don't know how many minutes later, a bunch of teachers came and we were all pretty beat up, whatever. But Sean was like, nah, man. Like, he really held it down. And I appreciate what he did because, you know, we're just going to tell my man, you ain't doing this, right? So even though we lost, we still weren't scared of you. We stood up to you. And, and, and And be honest, most bullies are little bitches. Even though they might be taller than you or bigger than you. They're just real, they're bitches. Now some, now, some kids are bullies because they're just dicks. Some kids are bullies because, you know, maybe their, you know, home life is different or whatever. You don't really know what makes a bully. And, you know, it's hard as a kid to understand all this. All you know is that he's a dick and being a dick and you don't want it and you want it to stop. But who are you going to go to? Your parents? I mean, who, I'm not a snitch. You know, I, I, I don't give a shit about that. I took, I handled it. It was over. 
all of a sudden, as I'm leaving, uh, leaving school, it's almost the time to go because I'm in homeroom again for the attendance to make sure no one cut class. Someone gives me a piece of paper. Now remember, now, remember, there's no cell phones back then, bro. We had pieces of paper. We were passing papers around. And I got caught with so many embarrassing papers trying to give to the girls. I, I mean, Jesus Christ, bro. But this paper said, meet me outside at 3.30 in the park. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that at all. Right? Sean is not in my homeroom. Sean's in another class. Alex is beat up. He's scared. He don't want to go over there. Adam's not going to fight. No one wants to fight this kid. So I'm not going to go by myself. Because I knew it wouldn't be one-on-one. I knew he would have his friends. So I said, nope. Not today. And I went home. Fuck him. Right? I'm not going to fight this kid by myself and get jumped. I'm I'm not an idiot. All of a sudden, my man... At like 7 p.m. I'll never forget this. It's 7 p.m. I'm eating dinner with my mom, Danny, Christy, and Katie's like probably not an infant. She's not even not even one yet. Or if she was one, she's one. I mean, Scott was not born. I'll tell you that right now. My mom was possibly pregnant with him, but he wasn't born. So this was a long time ago. And my doorbell rings. And I'm like, who's ringing my doorbell? So I answer it. And I hear, get down here. I'm like, is this fucking Vinny? Is this guy for real? He really rang my doorbell? I said, nah. I said, bro, go home. And I hung up the phone. Now, of course, Danny heard it. Who's that? I said, oh, don't worry about it. Some wrong bell. He rang the bell again. And I'm like, holy shit. You got to be fucking kidding me. Then this time, Danny gets up. And Dan is like, yo, who's this? And he's like, yo, it's Vinny. I'm waiting for Bobby. Bring his little bitch ass downstairs. And Dan is like, what you say? He's like, you heard me. Bring him downstairs. Now, I heard this because it's over an intercom. It's not like we had an actual phone. It's a fucking intercom. The whole the whole house heard it. My mom's already freaking out because she didn't want to go. My sister Chrissy wants to go downstairs with a stickball bat and beat the shit out of him because that's how Chrissy was going to do it. Chrissy was going to beat the shit out of everybody. Or give everybody a fight. But she was too young. And it wasn't her issue. So I don't want to go downstairs. I'm like, nah, I don't want to. But he'll, he'll leave. He'll leave. So Danny tells him, yo, go to fuck home, kid. Two minutes later, he rings the bell again. Now, this third bell ringing really set off Danny. So now Danny's pissed. Danny's like, yo, get your sneakers. Let's go downstairs right now. I'm like, no, I don't want to go downstairs. He's like, get your shit and let's go down now. I'm like, yeah, but he might have his friends. And he goes, Bobby. I'm like, oh, shit. Now I'm like, okay, you know what? I have no choice. I have to go downstairs. Now, is this maybe like karma for uh, chickening out the first time? I don't know. But I don't really believe in karma. So I'm just like... I wasn't trying to get beat up. And I'm definitely not trying to get beat up now. Like, first of all, I didn't even finish my dinner. Guy. I still have half my food on my plate left. Whatever. We go downstairs. Bro, there's like 20 kids with Vinny. And Danny is the first one to say, yo, what's going on here? And Vinny's like, yo, I'm going to fight your son because he's being a little bitch. I'm like, I'm not a little bitch. You're a little bitch. Even though I, I was a little bitch, I didn't go. Danny's like, no, no, no. Who's we going to do? You little motherfuckers are going to come jump in this fight. You understand? If any of you jump in, I'm going to tag you. Got it? Now, Danny at the time probably was like Mike Tyson. But like the Irish version of Mike Tyson. Uh, That's how big this guy was. You know, in 1997, 1998. He, He was a big dude, bro. Mad muscles. Super muscular guy. No way you fucking with this guy, right? So he's like, let's go to the let's go to the playground and we'll handle it there. I'm like, damn, you have to go to the playground. So now we had to go across the street to the playground, which is in St. Gabriel's playground. And there's a little bit of a dim lights in there. 
we're playing like on the side of the church where the park where the cars go and they begin to circle and they're like you know Danny's like okay we're gonna have a fair fight when the fight's over it's over we're not gonna have this shit again you understand we both agreed everyone's in a circle they start going fight 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 Okay, now I'm scared shit. First of all, I don't want to lose this fight in front of Danny. And I don't want to lose this fight to Vinny. Because all these kids were were going to watch and talk shit on Monday. And I had a couple girls, a little crush on a girl that was in the in the fight over there, you know? And a, a nice little Puerto Rican girl. And she was in there. I'm like, no, I'm not going to lose to her either. I'm not trying to lose this fight at all. So, Vinny takes these two massive punches. He throws them. Like, massive throw. But, for some reason, I can't describe it for you. For some reason, in my mind, they looked slow. It was almost like if I was replaying something in slow motion. And he missed both punches. Okay? And then, I got out of the way. He grabbed me. He kind of lifted me off the ground and kind of like threw me. So now I'm like, oh shit, that hurt. That hurt big time. But I get up kind of quick and he comes charging at me. And as he's charging at me again, I just throw with all my power in my, in my body a right hook. And I catch this guy dead in the bottom right or left hand corner of his jaw. And you heard the, you heard the, I mean, you heard it. Everybody heard it. And he took two more steps and just fell straight on the fucking floor, dude. I'm talking about, I just knocked this kid out with one punch. Okay? I felt like Mickey from Snatch before Mickey from Snatch was even a movie. I mean, I, I never in my life did that again. Of all the fights I got into after that, I never one punched somebody. But took this guy, hit him dead in the jaw. He fell straight down like a fucking sack of potatoes, bro. And after a few seconds, he's getting up. My stepfather helps him up. Everybody's like, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. I feel like a god, dude. I feel like I just won a championship belt. That's for sure. And Danny's like, okay, you two motherfuckers shake hands and be. that's it. If I hear anything else on Monday, I'll take care of you. Now, no one know what that meant, but everybody was definitely scared of what it meant or what it possibly could mean. Okay? So we were like, yeah, no problem. We want to shake hands. Vinny didn't want to shake my hand. I had my hand out. He didn't want to shake my hand. Danny said, shake his fucking hand. And then Vinny shook my hand. And I was like, yo, that was crazy. Danny's like, yo, I'm proud of you. It's a good job. Do this, that. You handle your business. These bullies, blah, 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 blah. You know. Then I felt pretty good. I felt like, yo, wow. But now, also, I feel good. But also, I feel nervous. Because now I'm like, oh, shit. What if I go to school Monday and he does something or whatever? But Monday came, and he approached me by himself. I was in the hallway going to class. He was going to class. And he was like, listen, I, I apologize for the fight. And I wanted to be over with. And he shook my hand, bro. He reached his hand out and shook my hand. And I shook his hand, and it was done. I never fought this kid again. I never spoke to him either. We weren't friends. But he never bothered me or anybody that I knew again. And then high school came and went, and who the fuck knows where he is? And honestly, who gives a shit? I'll tell you, I don't care. But that was just a, uh, what a wild story, bro. Like, back then, if you fought somebody, you know, you fought them, you know, man to man, and it was over. Nowadays, kids be doing some crazy shit with a fight. You don't even know if you're ever going to have a fair fight no more, bro. So fighting really is not the answer. Unless you really, really have to. I didn't really have to do shit. I tried to avoid it, but you know what's going to happen if I avoided it? What if, what if I didn't fight this guy, he kept harassing my bell, and Danny wasn't there? What would happen Monday, right? 
What if he would have threw some shit at my window? Who knows? I have no idea. But it takes balls of steel to go to somebody's house to fight them. I'm not giving credit for that. He really wanted to kick my ass. If he came to my house to instigate a fight. So I figured that I'll, I'll just tell that story because Sean's been asking about it. And what a perfect time to talk about an Italian kid because we covered the mafia game over there. So that's it for uh, this episode. Uh, Scott got a mic, so it's coming in the mail. So hopefully he'll have it in time for the next episode. We're going to do the Zoom and a couple other things that uh, to make the sound a little bit better. So I appreciate it. And listen, if you're in New York or anywhere in the East Coast and it's lunchtime and you want to check out a pretty cool stream, then I recommend going to the Unofficial Controller Podcast. Uh, the YouTube channel. George has the sound. Uh, his voice sounds like a heavens. Something from the heavens. Sounds amazing. Um, if you want to check out something cool. Go to my website. At the com, And you can check out the GOGP's. Random NES generator. It's not bad. Uh, also if you're looking for. An actual review of games. You go to downright square dot uh cu dot uk so downright square dot cu dot uk name's mickey he's got some good reviews over there if you want a logo or something for your uh, a little art design you go to comic picture 79 and if you want something that uh, i think is a pretty unique podcast then you go follow harvey retro over on IG, and he has his little uh, Igmatic Productions, I believe it's pronounced. They do the trash tapes, talking about trashy 80s movies, and I think it's hilarious. So that's pretty much all I got in store for you guys today, and I'll catch you guys on the next one. Have a good one. Bye.